This is a public service announcement that's actually dedicated to Bobby's wife. This is coming to you live from the Jills at Jill's office. Okay, so what a lot of you might not know is that the best thing about Bobby is not just his finely manicured scruff, oh, I mean beard, or this podcast where he interviews a bunch of people smarter than him so he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. As you all know, Bobby actually has gotten pretty lucky growing some successful businesses, but the biggest mystery to his success is how he scored his wife. I mean, if you haven't met her, Melissa is a complete sweetheart. She recently showed us some wedding pictures, and Bobby actually had hair back in the day. Alright, so at Jill's office, we're actually in the business of saving marriages because we know how stressful it is to be tied to your phone all day as a business owner. So we have a staff of virtual receptionists to help cover your phones 24-7. But now, we're also on a mission to bring Bobby's hair back for his sweet wife. So here's the deal. For every person that signs up for Jill's office, we're dedicating a portion to go to a GoFundMe account for a hair implant for Bobby. Shh. He doesn't know about it, and his wife doesn't know about it either, so don't say anything. So help us, please. We'll save your sanity in your business and help cover your phones so you can grow your business and have a life again. So help us help you, and together we can help Bobby's wife. Go to jillsoffice.com slash J-N-E. Okay, okay, we better get off soon before Bobby hears what's really going on. Remember, mom's the word. Have a great one. What is going on, guys? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. And I'm excited to come to you with a Mind Dump Monday episode because I'm going to be sharing a system with you that I learned. I learned it from a book, okay? So you can do this. Well, actually, you can do it for free. You can go out and just find the resources online. Worst case scenario, you can probably spend 10 bucks on a paperback uh, copy of this book. And you can do this yourself minus the cost of a book. It costs no money, but here's what it does. You ready? Here's what it did for me, and here's what it does for a ton of people. It removes stress and anxiety from the life of a busy entrepreneur, and I would say, and especially for those that have ADHD, okay? It removes stress and anxiety from your life as an entrepreneur, and especially if you have ADHD. And it does it with just simple, basic things that are rooted in psychology, they're rooted in reality, they're executable, and it's something that you could do today if you wanted to do it, okay? So it's a mind dump episode, so I haven't planned this uh, whole uh, thing. I'm just kind of blech, just, you know, word vomiting on you, but this is going to be good stuff. So buckle in, grab your, uh, grab your pen and paper, let's take some notes, let's do this thing. Now, if you're on the ladder, guys, you know, I know someone right now, and you're smiling because you're hearing this, you're on the ladder while you're listening to this. Good for you for being a hustler. Good for you for being an educator and listening, you know, to things to, to make yourself better. But don't take any notes right now. You can listen to this later, okay? Um, getting things done. That's kind of the topic of the day. Getting things done. But more specifically, getting them done without stress. And I'm going to argue, uh, the name of the book that I want to talk to you about, that I got this system from, is actually called Getting Things Done by David Allen. But here's the beauty, so, so here's the spoiler. Here's the teaser, I should say. I would say the book is less about getting things done, and it's more about being okay 
with the things that are not getting done. Being okay with the things that are not getting done. Now, that's going to make, make uh, you probably already get it, but that'll make more sense as we go. So let's get into this thing. First off, let's talk about how I even discovered this. Um, how I discovered it, why I need it, all that good stuff. Um, the why behind needing this thing, needing this system in my life that did this, aside from the fact that <laughs> I've been someone in my life that has always dealt with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And uh, as someone that has learned how to deal with these things, with this book being a big, or you know, specifically the system that I implemented, that I learned from this book, being a huge component, going through therapy, you know, and all these things that have really uh, helped me with all this stuff. Um, one thing I've just realized is naturally I'm the kind of person that can get caught up with this stress and anxiety because of stuff. And it's not even necessarily bad stuff. Like, you know, you're not stressed because of your job. You're not stressed because of your home life. You're not stressed because of your whatever. We're stressed because we don't know how to process things to prevent that stress. Uh, or we're unwilling, maybe, if we do know. You know. But we're stressed because there's things happening and we're kind of out of control of those things. And I'm not suggesting that we should never have stress or anything like that. And I'm not suggesting that I never have it anymore. When I talk about this system and how it helped me remove my stress and anxiety, what I'm referring to is that day-to-day -day stuff that used to just live in my chest nonstop. And it lived in the back of my mind nonstop stop to the point where how many of you guys can ex can relate to this so I want you to raise your hand unless you're that dude on the ladder I was talking to earlier raise your hand I don't care if you're in your car at the stoplight raise your hand if if this is you how, how's this work you you've started your own business you've you know been at it for a, maybe you just started it and you're the king of the world because you took that step Maybe you've started it and it's been a couple years and you realize, wow, I can do this thing and I've been doing it. And most people don't even make it as far as I can. And I lost my job and I started a business and I haven't had to rely on other people. And I, I've hunted it and I've killed it and I've drug it home. And you know, you've done these things and you know that your business is healthy. And it doesn't mean it ain't struggling. It just means that it's healthy and you're making money and you've got employees and, and they're happy and they like you and they like what you can do for them and your customers are satisfied. And then it's time to go out on Friday night with the wife or the husband, or maybe it's Saturday just with the friends, or, or maybe you're going to the movie theater, you're going to dinner, you're going on the hike, you're going on the bicycle ride, you're, you're uh, playing video games at home. I don't know what you do, right? So you're doing your thing, right? It should be like the best, happiest time. You're with the people you love, doing the stuff you love, and you want to be with those people, and you want to do that stuff, and what happens? You feel like you're in trouble. There's a feeling, for me, it's, I call it the pit of my chest. It's not in my stomach, but I physically can feel it in my chest, physically. And you're sitting there, and, and like, I'll be in a, I, I could be in a movie theater watching a, a, a magical movie with my beautiful wife and my amazing kids, and all I can do is sit there and think, wow, something's wrong, you know. Man, I'm not doing enough. 
gosh, golly, you know, it's just like, and, and you can't even necessarily put your finger on it. You don't even necessarily know what it is. Sometimes you do, but oftentimes it's just that feeling that's like, man, am I in trouble? Did I do something wrong? When I get to the print, you know, when I get to the school, am I going to be called to the principal's office? You know, raise your hand if you can relate to that. I just raised mine. Okay. It's, it's the worst thing because you built your business or you're building it. You're doing a good job. You're doing the stuff that other people won't do. Instead of standing on the street corner, you're killing it. You're dragging it home. You're cooking it. You're feeding your family. You're feeding other people's families, but yet you can't get away from that stress and or that anxiety. Here's what I've learned from this book. Now, when I talk about learning, let me just kind of, I want to back up just a little bit before we go any further. I'm not a mental health professional. Um, I'm, I'm not a mental health expert. I'm not a getting things done by David Allen expert. What I am is a person that's living life, that's reading stuff, that's learning some things, and is experiencing experiencing some things so I'm sharing stuff that I've maybe heard from my therapist sharing stuff I've heard from books and I'm sharing my my feelings I'm not making any absolute claims of truth and when it comes to mental health and anything I'm talking about uh like about like that I just want to say this maybe I'm giving you some great advice but here's the only advice I can give you with authority if you are struggling with those things you need to get help from a professional not a YouTuber, not a podcaster, not your best friend that you would call if you needed to bury a body and that's how devoted they are to you, not your mother, not your father, not your siblings, a professional. Because those other people will love you more, but they don't know how to help you necessarily. And it doesn't matter how wise they are. The professionals know how to help you. So uh, I went to betterhelp.com. Uh, you know, I downloaded the app BetterHelp and uh, that's how I got my help. You can do that too. Um, you can find someone in your neighborhood. So that's my disclaimer. Now let's move on. That stress, that anxiety that, um, that I was just describing, it's that feeling like whenever you know there's something wrong, but you can't even put a, uh, a thing on it sometimes. You don't know exactly what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's called an open loop. David Allen, the author of this book, I'd like to get him on my podcast, but he's a big name and it, it I can get him, but it'll probably be hard. It might take me a little while. But, but he's, he talks about open loops in this book. And the way he describes an open loop is essentially it's a task that's not completed in your mind. Okay, a task that's not completed in your mind. So it, it could be any example. So I'm just looking around my room here. Let's say that... Um, I'm look. I can see my kitchen from where I'm at. Let's say my wife said to me before she left today, uh, "Hey, babe, I need you to clean the kitchen for me because we have people coming over." All right, cool. I can say no worries. I'll I'll get it later. Well, here's what happens. That is now an open loop in my mind because until I've actually cleaned the kitchen, my mind, in order to remember it, has to keep running this thing either in my conscious or my subconscious, you know, areas there. And maybe that was a bad example, but because I'm probably going to get that one done right now. But uh, what will happen is, like, let's say if the wife, you know, or the husband says, put that box that's by the garage, you know, take these parts from it, put it here, these parts there, take this to, to Goodwill, and then put the rest up in the attic. And you say, okay, honey, I'll get to it, not today. And then what happens is you don't do it tomorrow, and you don't do it the next day, and you don't do it the next day. 
And then every time you walk by that door, you actually, you know, you might even get a tiny bit of stress potentially, uh, but you remember, oh, shoot, I got to do that thing. Ah, shoot, I got to do that thing. And it probably is a little bit of dread or stress because you haven't done it yet. Otherwise, you would have already done it if you weren't dreading it. Well, that's the open loop. That's your, so your mind, when you see the box, runs that thing in your conscious. But when you're gone for the rest of the day, you're at the office, you're out on vacation, in order to remember that, your subconscious mind still has to keep that thing running. And what David describes in the book, this is my analogy, I forget the one that he used, but he says essentially our, our brains are not good hard drives, they're good processors, right? Our brains aren't designed for storing stuff. They're designed for working on things, processing things. It's that, you know, something gigahertz, you know, whatever M2 processor in the new MacBook. That's your brain. And then the big hard drive, well, we try to make our brain do what the hard drive in your computer does, but it's not made for that. So the way your mind keeps up with it, because your mind can't just like store it and just kind of leave it you know, dormant over there. It has to keep it moving. That's why it's that open loop and it causes that stress and anxiety. So in this book, it teaches you get all of these things just out of your mind. Okay, now I'm going to explain it to you so this will make sense. But he's like, get this stuff out of your mind. So imagine if you were no longer trying to keep up with all the things that you need to get done in your business. Imagine that you don't have to sit there and think, okay, shoot, I got to get the Christmas party thing ready and then... um which I just reminded some of you, you need to get a party put together for your team. I got to get the Christmas party put together and holy crap, I haven't even done the budget for 2023 yet. I got to get the company, you know, projections put together and uh, we got the team meeting for the beginning of the year and oh crap, I forgot. I got to take the dog. You know, you've got all these things going on. Imagine if you could take those out of your mind. Well, that was kind of nice, wasn't it? Imagine that when you were quiet, it was still quiet. Now, to my ADHD people out there, I understand. Don't get me wrong. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I know our problem. But you, see, you get my point. Imagine that you're not worried or thinking about the things that need to get done. You know, if you've got uh, severe ADHD like I do, that you all, now all you're worrying about is all the, the things you're going to have to add to that damn list. But that's a whole other therapy session to have. If you don't have all those things in your mind and your mind's not constantly working on them, what David teaches in the book is that it frees you up for creative thinking. And it frees you up for being in the moment. So when you're working on whatever you're working on, it allows you and it, and it empowers you and it makes it easier for you to just really engage on that thing. When... Uh, well, I don't know, I had another example, and I just had a little shiny squirrel run by and distract me, so I'll, I'll move on, but I don't need to give another example. It allows you to be, in, oh, and creative, that's what I was talking about. It allows you to be in the moment, whether it's on the project or in a conversation, but it also frees you up for your creative thinking, whether you're an artist that makes music or whether you're an artist that builds businesses that we call an entrepreneur. When you want to be creative, when you don't have to fight those open loops, I don't know. I don't have the really the best words to say other than it allows your creativity to flourish. So here's how it works. David teaches uh, basically five modes that you kind of live in when it comes to, to dealing with things, stuff, t 
tasks, whatever it may be. Okay? And the five uh, modes you could call it is capture mode. This is where you want to maybe take some notes. Now, of course, you can come back and listen. You can buy the book. And actually, by the way, I'm going to be making a YouTube video. I'm working on it right now, but I'm, I'm doing my best to make it uh, very effective and, and very informative. So if you guys want a little more info from me on this, you can go to, um, uh, if it's up, it's been down, you can go to journeyofanewentrepreneur.com or thebobbywalker.com, and you can just get on my email list on there on the main page. If it's up, I've been having some problems with it right now. And uh, whenever the video comes out, I'll blast that out to everyone that's on the email list. But I'm going to do another video about this. But it's capture. It's clarify. It's organize, reflect, and engage. So those are the five modes that are a part of this system. And it's really pretty much that simple. Capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. Now, as I'm talking to you, I literally have like this flow chart over to, you know, to the left of my desk here showing this whole process, and I'm not going to get that deep into it, but let me explain to you how this thing works. So David says, in order to get things out of your mind, you have to have a system that you can trust, which is very key, because if you don't trust it, you're not going to depend on it, and then if you don't depend on it, of course, you're not even using it, right? Because you got to have a system that you can trust to get all the things out of your mind and into this system that you know is going to be there for you. You got, you got to know that system's not going to fail. And as long as you realize that, you get them out of your mind and you trust that system, that's where you get that lack of stress, which is a beautiful thing, let me tell you. And you get that um, creative space to speak uh, or, or you know, to work within. And, and you get more presence when you're there with a person. Think about the time when you're speaking to one of your employees about an issue, someone on your leadership team about an issue. And even as you're speaking, you have other thoughts going through your mind because you're thinking of those other things. That's what this thing does for you, okay? So to capture is real simple. You already capture things. He just kind of gives you a, a couple of specifics on how to do it. So when you get a um, package from... Amazon, you know, you capture it in your current system, right? In your current system, the way you capture a package from Amazon is you go and you pick it up by the front door and then you go put it on the table or whatever until you decide to open it. And that's how you, how you captured it. Um, if you get an email when it's in your email inbox, that was you capturing it within your current system. If you have an inbox on your desk and someone puts a note in there or a, a letter, that was you you know, capturing something in that inbox, okay? Um, David teaches that you need to have as many inboxes as necessary and as few as, uh, what is it? As many as necessary and as few as possible. And the reason, the reason is simple. You know, uh, simplicity is, you know, kind of the, the key to, I think, everything and sticking with it. So he says, first off, you have your inboxes. So, for me, you know, your text messages are an inbox. Your email is an inbox. My, my, I have an inbox on my desk here at the office. I have one on my desk at my, the office office. You know, I'm at my home office right now. And um, when I get one of these things, I don't have to worry about them anymore because of the system, because of the next couple of steps. Now, the difference between someone that uses this system and someone that doesn't is when you receive an email, you captured it because it's in your email inbox. 
I haven't captured one yet, okay? Um, or maybe I've captured it because it exists. I would say the difference is uh, the next steps, actually, which is how we deal with them. How many of you guys use your, your unread, whether it's unread text messages or unread emails, and you use that to kind of manage your task list and if you've got to something? Yeah, me too. That's been my whole life up until the last, you know, this past year. Well, the next step is clarify. So once we've captured stuff, I, if I've got 20 emails in my inbox and I've got five pieces of mail in my uh box on my desk and a couple of Amazon packages. Um, now it's time for me to work through all those inboxes and start the clarify process. And clarification is real simple. You know, you're just going to start asking yourself a few questions and you ask yourself things like, what is this? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this is a note from my general manager that says, Bobby, I really need you to work uh, to figure out the comp plan for sales for me. I'm like, okay, so this is a request for me to create a comp plan. And then I would ask the next question, is this actionable? Well, yeah, that's an action, you know, creating the plan. Okay, well, the next step is, um, will you do it right now if you can do it in less than two minutes? So anything that once you're digging through an inbox, whether it's your email, whether it's the physical one on your desk, whether it's text messages, when you're looking through it, you just say, okay, um, I can, this is actionable. I can do it in less than two minutes, so I just do it right now. If the answer is I cannot, I cannot create a sales comp plan in less than two minutes. So now I've either got to delegate it to someone else for them to do, or I've got to defer it because I'm not doing it right this second. So I either put it on my calendar for a specific day or time, or I just put it on my to-do list that I get to when I can get to it. So then I just repeat this process with everything that I've captured. Now, I almost don't even want to go through the rest of this because the, the flow chart seems so stinking simple, right? Um, if, if it's not actionable, you know, let's say that the thing that's on my, um, uh, on my inbox on my desk here is, I, I don't know, I bought a new lawnmower and my wife threw the, um, the manual for the lawnmower in my inbox, well, when I look at it and I say, what is this? Oh, it's a manual for an appliance or a piece of equipment. Is it actionable? Well, no, it's not. Well, then I have three options. I can trash it. I can file it. Or I put it in what we call your someday maybe folder. So I wouldn't put a, a, a manual in that. But what if, my, what if uh, it was junk mail that was sitting there and the junk mail was like, get a trip to Tahiti for $20. And you know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do this right now. But I might do it someday, maybe. So I throw it in my someday, maybe file, okay? It's a simple, basic flow chart on how to process things. It does not do the work for you, but what it does is it has your, your someday, maybe list, your reference lists. My favorite list probably is the waiting on or the waiting for list, and that's your delegation list. So perk your ears up, entrepreneurs. Perk your ears up, managers. Don't you... Do you have a hard time even just trying to remember everything you're waiting on everyone else to do for you? I used to. I don't anymore. My waiting on list has turned me from a uh, leader in my company that kind of had to be babysat by his own people. Hey, Bobby, have you got this thing for me? Hey, Bobby, don't forget that thing yet. Hey, Bobby, you know, don't remember this over here. To now I'm the guy where they're like, holy shit, Bobby never forgets. When he delegates something, I know he's coming back to me because once a day, I just review my waiting for list. 
And if I know it's something that I need, I, it's on my list. And it tells me who I'm waiting on. I've got my notes and I just move on with it, right? So uh, my projects are in there, all of my multi-step things. You know, if I want to create a whole new blah, 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 it's a whole project. It's also got its own place where it's parked on its own list. So it doesn't sound warm and sexy, to be honest with you. I'm like, shh, shh. I feel like I lost y'all at this point. So here's the deal. Let me throw this at you. If you've been struggling with productivity and if you're struggling with the stress and anxiety for the maybe the lack of productivity, you guys just got to trust me on this one, okay? So once we capture it, then we clarify it, then we organize it, which I just described. The organization could be filing it. The organization could be put, just putting it on a to-do list. The organization could be putting it on your calendar. He even talks to you about use cases for your calendar. Because some people might be hearing that and being like, well, if I throw it on my calendar, that might not work for me. Well, if you want to use a system, you know, he would say, use your, make your calendar sacred and only use it for things that actually have to be done on a particular day or time. A lot of us use our calendars for other features, okay? And then you reflect, and the reflection process is simple. It's like today, for instance, I wake up, I come in here, I don't even really have much in my inbox because I was working yesterday and stuff. So I wake up, my inboxes are clear. So now I just go through and I look in my system and I use an app that helps, you know, there was an app that was made for this system called Nirvana. Um, I don't recommend that you just download the app and try to do this. I, you you got to read the book, guys. You just got, you're just going to have to trust me on this. If you don't, it ain't going to work for you. But I wake up and I get my reflect mode and I just pull up this, uh, this app. It's on my phone and it's on my computer. And now I can just reflect and scan everything. And I do a weekly review and I look at kind of what I did last week, what I didn't get done. And then I just look at everything. I look at my to-do list, the things that I can just do when I get to them. I look at my waiting on list, make sure there's no one that I need to respond to. I look at my projects list. What are my next tasks on any projects that need to move forward? Um, I even have, you know, even reference lists, just like you have references in your filing cabinet. Finally, having some organization with a reference list digitally as well. Having these things in place, I can skim them. I can kind of look at my entire life from a task uh, and project standpoint in a very short amount of time. And then that allows me to just build my day or my week or maybe just my 30 minutes that I have around what is on my menu. Imagine you're out. You got to get uh, tires put on the car. You're sitting there for 45 minutes waiting and you use an app like I have with Nirvana and you can just do a couple of filters on your to-do list and say, okay, um, I want to do a filter that says things that take, takes me less than 30 minutes and things that I can do from my phone. You click two filters. Now you just have a, a list of things that you can do from where you're at and knock these things out while you're waiting instead of maybe just playing Candy Crush or something like that on the cell phone and getting nothing done. So that's kind of how that system works. Um, I, I want to Go, move, go on and on and on and on and on and talk about this, but that's just my thing, and I'm going to try to not do my thing. Let me throw this at you. If you're still listening to this at this point, this is probably something you're struggling with. So here's, uh, here's my encouragement, and here's my almost guarantees, okay? My encouragement is you've got this, and you can do it. I have, uh, you know, I've been uh, officially diagnosed, you know, by, well, it's 
officially, unofficially, I was on a platform where they're not allowed to diagnose me, but uh, the person does the diagnosis. But I'm, I'm officially diagnosed, unofficially, with uh, severe ADHD. I understand the struggle. It's been a struggle I've had my whole life. I just now I kind now that I kind of understand the why behind it. It empowers me to get there, and I just want to say, you've got this. You can do this, even if you're someone that has a disadvantage. Here's going to be probably the hardest part for you, and I almost hate to say that because I don't want to make it negative, but the book wasn't a great, enjoyable read, but it, it kept me interested because it was fixing a problem that I had. So I want to encourage you. You've got this, and I want to almost guarantee you that if you'll read the book and if you'll do the thing, I can almost guarantee you it's going to significantly, significantly reduce or remove your stress and anxiety, at least the things revolved around this context. And the reason I, can, I say I can almost guarantee is I'm sure it probably won't for one person. I don't know. But check this book out, Getting Things Done by David Allen. Do what he says. He has very specific instructions on how to even get started and initiate the setup process to get into the system. So I would recommend don't kind of half-ass start it while you're reading the book. Read the whole book and then follow his instructions on how to implement it. That's my two cents. And then what you'll start to find is literally, because here's what's beautiful, is if you do what he says in the book on how you implement it, you feel immediate. And I mean, I mean it, like literally literally immediate um, relief once you've onboarded this system into your life. I'm just going to say it again. You'll feel immediate relief from the stress and anxiety the moment you've onboarded this system in your life, at least if you do it the way he tells you in the book. It's an investment. It's not a short book. It's not a super long book, but it's not a short book. It's not the most fun book I've ever read but it's a damn good book. It's made a huge impact on me. It has made me more productive. But I still struggle with my productivity. I still struggle with just the motivation to do stuff sometimes. But even whenever I've struggled with the motivation to do things, this system still reduces your stress and anxiety because it's still easy to capture everything and it's still easy to clarify and organize and reflect on them even if I haven't engaged yet. Let's say if you go on a, you know, I say a bender, you know, a bender of discouragement, a bender of lack of motivation, and, and you do nothing for a week, or you do nothing for two weeks, or something like that. You come back, and your system is still there. You haven't lost everything. You come back, you know, you should not let your inboxes pile up. It's not a good practice, but if you do, you still get to start, you know, processing them in the system and things work and it gets them out of your mind, freeing you up to do creative thinking and freeing you up to be present in conversations and tasks. So this is Bobby Walker. Um, I got one more little tip I want to share actually about, uh, uh, about the book here. Actually two things. Um, before I do, guys, um, don't forget, go to jillsoffice.com slash J-N-E. Go to uh, jnebid.com for response to bid. 
show support to the show sponsors while you're helping yourself out, getting a better sales tool, getting virtual receptionists to help you run your business. Go check out the YouTube channel. All kinds of good stuff on there. Here's my two tips, okay? It's a PDF, and it's a, um, uh, just a little practice that I've started doing. The PDF is this. When you, uh, once you read the book, I actually went to uh, David Allen's website. It's in the book somewhere. I think I paid 12 bucks for a PDF, and it's a little quick start guide. Once you read the book, I paid 12 bucks. I downloaded the quick start guide. I printed it off, and I used that on a Saturday or a Sunday just to, um, to get started with this system. I highly recommend that. Well worth your 12 bucks. And then the second thing is just... Uh, it's, this isn't going to be for everyone, but it's going to be for, you know, for my people, you know, who you are, the people that when you're, you know, in a conversation and you just can't help it, you're thinking of a million different things and you're not being rude. It's just, you just can't stop. You can't focus. You're that person that stems nonstop. Just like, as I'm talking on this podcast right now, like my legs are just, you know, stemming just like a million miles a minute, just up and down, you know, it's just our thing. This little tip can help a lot. And I feel a little silly sharing it because it's so simple, but just, just hear me out. We talk about getting things out of our mind. When you're in a conversation, you know, maybe make it a point to uh, maybe carry a small piece of paper, a small notepad and pen with you, or you can use your phone as well. And what I've started doing in my conversations where I would normally just completely rabbit trail is when I have one of those thoughts, whether it pertains to the conversation or not, I've learned if I can just jot it down real fast, I can jot it down on, on a piece of paper that I know I'm going to capture and put into my system at the end of the day. Or if I pull my phone out, I just go into my notes app. And I'll just say to the person I'm talking to, I'll say, will you excuse me for one moment? I type my thing out and I say, thank you. I just had to get this thought out of my mind so I could focus on you. And then we get right back into the conversation. And again, removing these things, removing things from our mind, because our minds are not made to be the hard drive. They're made to be the processor that makes things happen. That little pro tip uh, has been huge for this guy that's learning a lot of stuff about himself in his, <laughs> in his mid-40s. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you guys have a great day. It's Monday, November 21st, 2020. We got Thanksgiving coming up. I hope you guys have a great time with your family. I'm going to have another uh, episode out, uh, hopefully on Wednesday, um, but I'll have another episode out for you this week. Hope you guys have a great day, and remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.